Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Behind the Curtain podcast. Um, But before I go on to the episode today, I I just want to thank all of you who have been listening and downloading the podcast. And um, many of you have been sending me messages, uh, whether through social media or email. And you've been very, very supportive in your feedback. And I really, really appreciate that. It really means a lot to me personally. And uh, I want to give you one example of the the encouragement that I got this week. I got a picture from a listener who had just bought a new computer. And in this picture, on the screen of her new computer, was the Behind the Curtain podcast on Spotify. And it was just really cool to see the podcast on someone's new computer. And I just want to thank that person. You know who you are out there. Thank you so much for sending it to me. It meant a lot to me. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about storks. Now, maybe you're asking the question, Justin, why are we talking about birds? Why are you talking about this type of bird that you find in fairy tales and children books? And why, why would you be talking about that? Well, I got a couple of reasons for that. And the first one is that I think the stork and its mannerisms and its characteristics connect with the life of the foreigner. Now, we're going to get back to that a little bit later in the show, Uh, but before we get going with that, let me just say, the stork also just fascinates me, and I want to let you know some of the things that fascinate me about this this bird. The storks are everywhere in Central Europe. You can find them anywhere. You can find them in the fields, you know, eating their prey. You can find them in their their nests, guarding their their young. Um, In the USA, growing up, I had never seen storks in the wild or in nature at all. They had always been in children's books or fairy tales. And when I see them here in Central Europe, I just find their mannerisms really, really cool. If you're like me and you haven't ever seen a stork, let me just quickly describe what they look like. They're a long white bird with black on the tips of its wings. And it's got a reddish beak. And when it walks around, it has a a head bob. Its head bobs back and forth. And it's got a huge wingspan, which allows it to, to gracefully glide through the air. And, that, and that's one of the things I really like. I like when, when the stork just glides to the ground, and it just hovers over the ground until it just calmly lands. And I, and I really like that. Another really cool thing about the stork is the nest that they build. They're really, really impressive. And I actually think that our family has adopted a stork's nest as like our own, even though it's not on our uh, not on our house or on our land or anything. There's this one in a nearby village that we just really like. Um, but these nests can get three to six feet deep. And they can get pretty heavy too. They can be somewhere around 150, 550 pounds. Uh, I don't have the, the calculation of the kilograms there. That's probably for another episode of <laughs> Behind the Curtain podcast. But... It's about 150 to 550 pounds. Um, What's cool is that these nests are not, they can be located in trees, but generally they're located on buildings in villages, or they build them on these platforms that people build for them. They build up a pole, they put a platform on there, and storks use that for their nests. 
it's actually considered a good omen for people to have a stork's nest on on their house or on their on their building. You find you find storks everywhere in literature from the past, and they're always a really positive. Uh, there's a positive relationship with humans, I guess is what I would say. You know, Hans Christian Andersen wrote about storks uh, in Aesop's Fables. The stork is prevalent in the stories, and so the the stork has a really good reputation of coexisting well with people. I really like these aspects of the stork. Um, its mannerisms are somewhat family-like. They usually have one partner. The male and the female usually take turns feeding their baby stork. So the male go out, the female stay in, and vice versa. And they have the, you see them together, and they just look like, a, in their nest, they look like a big family together. Sometimes they're both in there together with their babies. And every time I see it, it's just like, hey, look at the stork family. As a whole, they'll have like a, I guess they're a flock uh, of storks, that when they leave for the winter, they all gather up as a community. And they head out in some direction uh, towards Africa, to their second home, their winter home. There are usually two different migratory routes that they take. There's one that goes to the east and one that goes to the west. So they leave either Poland or Germany or or Czech Republic or Slovak. They leave their lands here, usually around the end of August, beginning of September. If the storks go to the east, they usually fly down through the Balkans, down to the Middle East, and then over into Africa. Or if they go to the west, they fly through Spain and down in through Africa. And in fact, I've heard one story about a stork who was headed down its east route, and the, and the weather got bad, and he shifted routes and went to the western route. I think they have this kind of inherited direction. They know where they're going. And that is another fascinating aspect of, of the stork. And what, one other thing I want to talk about is that when they return in the spring— they usually come back to the same nest, and this is usually at the end of March or the beginning of April. And for me, they're totally a sign of spring, and that spring is coming. It's just around the corner, and usually after a hard gray winter, it's quite a welcome sight. And so you, you can see that I'm kind of passionate about storks. What I want to do next is I want you to hear what my family sounds like whenever we see the storks have returned. So what you're going to hear next is a reenactment of of our family in the car when we see, quote unquote, our storks in its nest for the first time. They're so cute. Yeah, there they are. Hey, hey back. Hello, baby. There they are. I can't see them. Woo. Let's see the babies in there. Nice. Growing the nest. Well, in this past year, I was really anticipating the return of our storks. Uh, in, in our local village, uh, because I had had a difficult January and February, um, and I was just looking forward to the hope of spring, the hope that those storks bring. But I was a little bit concerned because over the winter there was some construction in the area of the where the storks' nest had been located. It's this big storks' nest, and it had been unfortunately destroyed during the construction. It had fallen over, and it, I was nervous that the storks wouldn't return back to that platform. And the question I kept asking myself, would it come back? So at the end of March, I was just taking a walk and I didn't know if the storks had come back or not, but I saw my first sighting of a stork about a month ago in, in, in March. So it was March 28th, exactly, because I wrote it in my journal. That's how much I, I really like these storks. And I wrote, stork returns, exclamation point. 
And I was walking with my wife and over in a field, I saw my first stork and it had been just walking in a field that was being plowed at that moment. And it was really cool because the head was bobbing back and forth. That stork could care less that a tractor was right next to it. It was just going about its business, picking its food. And I remember I needed to see that that day because it gave me hope. And all this chaos that had been going on around us, we got coronavirus and all that. There's a stork, he had come back and he was just going about his business. I was driving my car a few days later and I was driving through the village where our stork's nest used to be. And as I was driving there, I looked and there stood the stork on the platform and he began to rebuild the nest. He's got all those sticks and he's got his piece of plastic that he picks up and it was small, but he's rebuilding. And that was just a symbol of, just of encouragement and hope in the fact that the world just keeps moving on and he's rebuilding. In the car, I pumped my fists and said triumphantly, the stork is back. And I was really excited about that. I think the stork correlates well with the experience of the foreigner. Just like the stork, the foreigner is caught between two homes. The stork has two homes in Africa in the wintertime and in Central Europe in the summertime. And it's just like me as a foreigner. I have two homes. I have my birth country and I have my adopted country. On one hand, my birth country, and that's, you know, I like sports from that country. I like the food from that country. I was born there. I have family there. That's my birth country. But then there's my adopted country, the Czech Republic. And in the Czech Republic, that's the place where my children were born. I, had, um, I have a great adventure and I have a great job. And I like what I do. And I have great friends and great students. And I have these two places, the birth country and the adopted country. And I'm kind of torn between the two many times. And I've heard that children who grow up in different cultures actually experience this all the time. I was at a conference um, a few years ago. And in the conference, the speaker was saying that when children who have grown up in a different culture, when they are, they are the most happy when they're at the airport. And the reason is because they're always looking forward to that second home because they're caught between the adopted country and their home country. And they're always in that transition and caught in the middle. And, you know, we as foreigners, we're caught between two different cultures. So I imagine the stork goes to Africa, he's in one culture, goes back to Central Europe, it's a totally different culture. The second thing is, I alluded to this before, the stork has two contradictory qualities to it. On one hand, it's very gawky and awkward. I talked about how the, if you watch the stork in the field, it just kind of bobs his head back and forth and kind of has a weird gait to it. But yet it's very, very elegant at the same time. When the stork comes in for a landing, it just hovers over the ground and just gently touches the earth. And there's, there's a grace about it. On one hand, we're gawky and awkward, just like the stork. We make cultural errors as a foreigner, make language mistakes. Spoiler alert, there will be an episode on language mistakes at one time in the future. Even when we go to the United States, back to the home country, I, I can be awkward because I'm not really keeping up with the trends and the news of what's going on with the people I know. I remember years ago, 
waking up one morning and realizing it's very likely that I'm going to make a stupid mistake culturally or in a language way today. And to wake up every morning to know that, that you could do something really, really stupid and countercultural can be, it's humbling, let's put it that way. But at the same time, there's an elegance, I think, to the foreigner. You know, people who are locals, they're fascinated with foreigners. And I've noticed that in my life. And uh, there's, we have the ability as foreigners to capture the attention of people um, from time to time. So not only are we gawky and awkward in how we go about our business, but we're also, we can be elegant at times too. And we can draw uh, people in. And the third thing, last thing I want to say is that storks coexist well with people. Our job as a foreigner is to know the culture in which we live in. Our job, I think, is also to encourage those people and to ultimately be a blessing to them. You know, after all, they they let us stay here. So if you're a foreigner in some country out there, I just want to encourage you, be a blessing to that culture, be a blessing to that country, that nation. And I also have a message, I think, for those citizens who have foreigners among them. You know what? Let us, let us foreigners inspire you. Let us remind you of of the joys of seeing a different perspective on life. Let us take you into the adventure of a foreigner, whether it be through maybe a culinary delight. Maybe it's through stories. Maybe it's through different traditions. I'd like to tell the story that um, one time at my school, I asked students, this question. I asked them, guys, can I be Czech? And they all kind of just didn't answer a whole lot, kind of sheepish in how they were looking. And eventually some bold students said, uh, Mr. Loy, no, you can't be Czech. So I followed that up with a second question. I asked them, can I be adopted into Czech society? And it was almost like a relief had come over them when I asked that question because they said, yeah, yes, Mr. Loy, you can be adopted. That's how I want to end today. I just want to end with this thought. I imagine that in some African town or village, maybe there's a child or maybe there's a farmer who gets excited like I do about the return of a stork. Maybe that person pumps their fist and says, yeah, the stork is back. And just like those storks, me as a foreigner, I like to imagine people like to see me, that people like to see this awkward foreigner when I walk into a room. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. This is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.